Hello everyone, my name is Anas Al-Sabag and this is Something About Everything. This will be a quick episode, I just had some thoughts that I really wanted to share. So it's been a rough two weeks for Egypt. Last week, the Egyptian authorities executed nine men and according to Amnesty International, this came through a false conviction based on forced confessions under torture. A few days later, the same Egyptian authorities illegally detained a Canadian-Egyptian man who was on a business trip in Egypt. And finally, yesterday, a big train accident, as a result of pure negligence, killed almost 30 people and injured tens of people. So I was talking to my friend about all the issues and all that is happening yesterday, and he was saying that as a result of all these issues, he is seeing a glimpse of hope and awareness over social media. People are really voicing their anger and grievances towards the corrupt government. But I didn't really share his hopefulness because all I see as I scroll through my newsfeed is my confirmation bias and echo chamber in action. Confirmation bias is the tendency to search for, interpret, and retain information in a way that confirms one's pre-existing beliefs. So let's say I'm someone that hates pineapple pizza If I go searching through my news feed, if anyone talks about how good pineapple pizza is, I will ignore that and I won't read it even if there is scientific evidence. I will only look for claims that support my belief that pineapple pizza sucks. The echo chamber effect also comes under confirmation bias where a person puts himself or herself in an environment in which they only encounter beliefs or opinions that coincide with their own so that their existing views are reinforced and alternative ideas are not considered. The phenomena of confirmation bias and echo chamber are somewhat emphasized by social media. Not to say that they don't exist in real life, but in real life, you are somewhat forced to listen to opposing views. Let's say at work or at a family dinner, you have to listen to other people's views and maybe digest them, maybe disagree with them, but at the end of the day, you somewhat have to listen to them. On social media, these phenomena are emphasized for two main reasons. The first is that most people's quote-unquote friends on Facebook tend to be people with whom uh, we have like some real life connections. So consequently, this means that most of our network will consist largely of people who share our level of education, our income, location, ethnic and cultural background and age. So by default, our news feed is already limited when it comes to political and social views. Now, the second reason is that Facebook and other social media platforms want you to spend the most time on them and engage with as much content as possible, which is why they have algorithms in place that learn who and what in this network you are most likely to engage with. So again, if I ignore my friend Chris's posts about how great pineapple pizza is and how good it is for your health, they will eventually disappear from my newsfeed because I don't engage with them. And over time, this means that my newsfeed gets narrower and narrower, and I will only see content that aligns with my worldview. Hence, I have created my own echo chamber. Now, if you think you are open-minded and engage with posts that disagree with your own opinions, then you are part of a minority. According to Pew Research, 83% of social media users surveyed said they ignore political posts that they don't agree with while only 15% usually respond to these posts. But wait, there is more. 31% of social media users say they have 
changed their settings in order to see fewer posts from someone in their feed because of something related to politics, while 27% have blocked or unfriended someone for the same exact reason. When you add these two together, you get a huge population of people who have actively created their own echo chamber. So why is this a problem? Well, although Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg keeps saying that Facebook is just a tech company, not a media company, he seems to not be paying attention to what Facebook is being used for. According to Pew Research, today more than 60% of millennials and 50% of Generation X use Facebook as their primary news source. So when you have more than half the population living in an echo chamber, this can really become a problem. To conclude, I just want to make four points. The first point, and why I really didn't agree with my friend's hope, is that each one of us is living in his or her own echo chamber. And when we look around, we think that the majority of people are really thinking exactly like us, which gives us this false hope. The second point is that social media can only serve as a catalyst. It will not be the source of change that you want to see in government, community, or society. So we really have to get over the idea of passive social media activism. The third point, and this is very important, a major part of democracy and combating ignorance is that people are exposed to a plurality of ideas and that people should really have an open mind to debate and looking into other ideas. The loss of this plurality creates a society made up of extremes, with fragments of society living in their own bubbles. And the fourth and final point is that I just got my podcast on iTunes, so it would mean a lot to me if you can go and give me a good review, and also share this episode with your friends, and let me know what you think in the comments on the Facebook page, and thank you for listening.